0: It's, we're, yeah. we're, we're, All right. we're on it. Is it recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been recording this whole time. Okay. Okay, well, put your penis back in your pants and I'll... Keep, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's back. No, but, like, seriously, like, if Cinemageddon was streaming and it wasn't like a download site, I'd pay fucking top dollar for that shit. Yeah. Had everything.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like, um, it... Like, did they purge everything because they were getting popped? Because I remember they got taken down. So if they purged all the user accounts, I would think that that would be like a, we don't want everyone to get caught. I I don't know if it was so much about them getting
1: caught and more of, hey, we've got a lot of dead weight on here. Like, if you have a Cinemageddon uh, user account, it's required. It's required by the admins that you maintain some sort of upload-download ratio. Yeah. And um, I think there were a lot of people, like myself included, who, like, I had the correct ratio, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I was active. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would make sure that my ratio, whatever it was, two to one, four to one, something like that, um, was, was right, but... Uh I didn't I didn't download anything for a long time and I didn't host anything on my BitTorrent for uploading. So I think maybe they looked to see, you know, where the dead activity was and they just purged a whole bunch of stuff. Well,
0: because with me, there was a bunch of stuff that I had on my BitTorrent, but no one was ever downloading it. Right. It was, like, obscure of the obscure kind of shit. Yeah. And I was like, because my ratio was always right under what it should have been.
1: I see. And I would
0: always leave my shit open going, fuck, dude, if they decide to check me right now and I'm not, like, pulling my weight, like, are they going to fucking cut me off? And then one day the site wasn't there or I couldn't get into it.
1: Yeah, I I think they may have had some sort of...
0: I think the site came down for a Denial
1: of service attack or something. Yeah. And then when they brought it back up, they they purged. But yeah, towards the end, when I, you know, because what was happening was they had this whole thing called the Giallo Project. And there were a couple of people who were were managing it and basically making sure that um, that, you know, if a new Blu-ray of something came out, that they you know that somebody put it up there as another option for that same movie because you could look up a movie like you know eyeball or slaughter hotel or something and you would see you know somebody uploaded a dvd copy somebody uploaded a vhs copy that was merged with a laser disc soundtrack and you know people did all kinds of fan dub versions of these things yeah um so i was paying attention to it still because i was looking for somebody to put out uh the the Blu-ray for eyeball because I was dying to see that in 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 good resolution. Have you and, seen? It? Um, it, it, well, it's, dude, it's on this this Jalo Realm YouTube channel. No, well, yeah, you can you can watch it right now if you want. Um, <coughs> it, it looks fantastic. That's great. Um, but yeah, I um I uh the thing that I was trying to do to make sure I kept my ratio up was every. I don't know if it was once a week or every day or whatever, they would announce that certain movies would give you like double credits or something. And so I would just download those and then leave them on my thing to, for, for people to upload. So, but that wasn't enough, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I've, I've gone on the subreddits. I've gone, I mean, I haven't gone to the extent where I start looking at news groups and, and using other software to find, uh, to find people who might give me an invite. I mean, I, I started searching the web, but there's no, uh, there's nothing out there, man. As far as somebody giving, you know, somebody having invites. Cause I remember I had five. I think I sent you one. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, but I, um, you know, I don't know. Are you a Sopranos person?
0: Uh, I'm more of an alto.
1: <laughs> but up <I'm> bumps. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very good. What's up?
1: So the thing that I did when I was super bored was I rewatched the whole series. And it was like, I think it was my fifth time through the series. And immediately after, after watching the last, maybe, maybe the day after I watched the last episode, I found this podcast with uh, the guy who played Christopher and the guy who played Bobby Bacala and they do a rewatch. Uh, podcast they go through each they, they go through each episode they talk about it uh, they talk about the inside stuff sometimes they have guests guest people on so they're going through one episode at a time and I think right now they're up to like season two third episode season two so like you can jump in <coughs> and uh, but dude it's just great man it's 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 uh, the guy Michael Imperioli, he's really like He's like an encyclopedia of like Hollywood knowledge. He knows everybody's writer. He knows all the names of the guys, and he knows this person, that person. And then Steve Schrippa is just this goomba, gigantic Italian dude who just makes wisecracks, and and they have a really good uh, chemistry. If at first it, it kind of sucked because they were um, they were stepping on each other, because um, yeah. they had planned on doing the podcast from a studio, and then when COVID hit. They decided to do it virtual, and so that kind of stuff is hard to do. You can't really have a uh, a perfect rapport with the other person or with the other people if they're all in different rooms and stuff. So we've tried, but it's good. It's really good, and it's got me like, you know, I'm listening to more podcasts and rebroadcasts of old shows and stuff than I am watching TV. So yeah, um, and it's probably because I. I I live alone and I need to hear people talking while I'm in my house. It makes me feel like there's people living here, you know.
0: No, I fucking been listening to a ton of podcasts lately. Um I honestly mainly only listen to wrestling podcasts, but <laughs> but wrestling podcasts that are talking about like like 1978 Memphis. Or <laughs> 1986 Crockett, or um, and that's and that stuff's out there. Yeah, yeah. It's just like and so I've been watching um a lot of like old wrestling shows and stuff like that because um like the wrestling that's out now isn't really like what it used to be, and uh, right. It's just it's weird. But, has, um, that,
1: has that whole uh, industry kind of slowed down, too? Oh, no, like, they've been they...
0: fucking doing shows every week. A couple oh, times wow. a week. Like, they started doing, like, no fans in attendance. And then they started, mm. doing, um, like, just other wrestlers in the crowd. Then they did friends and family. And then WWE got um, 27 COVID cases in the yeah. week. Um, so then they stopped doing that, but now they're doing like cinematic matches. Oh, here's something interesting for you. Mm -hmm. So on Sunday is extreme rules, the pay-per-view, the horror show at extreme rules. (laughs) And one of the matches is an eye for an eye match. And they're promising that someone's going to get their eye ripped out. Wow. the only way to win the match is to pull your opponent's eyeball out. Wow. So they're doing, like, CGI shit now, since there's not crowds, and they can just do whatever the fuck they want. Um, And there's gonna be, like, a swamp fight with alligators and shit. So, like, as stupid as it is, it's almost, like, more interesting now with all the dumb crap, but it's not, not, like, what I grew up on. It's not, like, fucking wrestling. It's, like... Wrestling slash weird ass movie shit. Yeah, right. So, So, so how are they
1: gonna? uh, They're gonna. Are they gonna pull? Are they actually gonna do the eyeball getting poked out in post production, or is it some sort
0: of some sort of stunt to make it look like it's happening? I'm sure they already recorded the match. Oh, Okay, it's in post. (laughs) Like I'm sitting here going, it's gonna be like Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. It's gonna be like head squish, eye pop. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's going to be like total shit, but it's going to be. I think it'll be worth a watch.
1: It's so. like that that scene in what uh, was it Friday Thirteenth Part Three? Yeah, where everything was in three D and they squeezed yeah. that dude's head and his eyeball pops. Exactly. Out. That's yeah. yeah. And That's speaking of Friday
0: Thirteenth, um, Shout Factory announced the other day that they're putting out a new box set. Okay. The movies on Blu Ray with. I thought they already did this like two years ago, but
1: uh, I have the first one on Blu-ray and it is, I watched it a couple times, but it's kind of hard to watch because you can see all of the, um, all, all the devices that they used for the makeup.
0: Exactly. It it doesn't look real at all. Like a lot of, like, even when I was making movies, like when we knew it was going to be super dark, we would hide like crew people or. Mm like gimmicks or whatever in the darkness. Right. Sure. And now when you fucking lighten all these movies up, you're going to see all sorts of shit you don't want to see. Yeah. Right. And like, it's hard for me. Cause like on with Friday the 13th, especially I had all of them on VHS and I had watched them over and over and over again. And it got to the point where like parts one, two and three, especially like, in the final, like, chase scene, I couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. Yeah, you can't see like, anything. Is, is someone there? Is someone not there? Like, what's happening? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but someone's screaming, and that's fucking scary. Yeah. You know? Um, so, like, I have, like, I don't like this whole idea of Blu-raying all of these movies. Like, I think when I fell out of, like, one of the last, not arguments, but you and I had a conversation and you were like, dude, the new print of a muck is so fucking badass. Da-da-da-da-da. And I'm it like is. I'm yep. like, I'm not gonna watch it. That's not a muck. I don't wanna fucking see it. I don't wanna have nothing to do with that shit. And I was really pissed off. And then I hear eyeballs getting a blu-ray, and I'm like, so it's not orange? <laughs> Fuck that. It's not, I don't wanna it's watch. Not orange. <laughs> dude, <laughs> no. I, why would you do that? Like that's <laughs> that movie, dude.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know, dude. I just I, I think there's I think there's a a happy medium mm-hmm. because you know with a muck the copy of a muck that I had was like you're saying it was off of VHS. I just wanted to see I you know
0: like and I it think was, it was 4 3. It was like pan scan.
1: Yeah, I yeah. dude. I think for something like Friday the Thirteenth where it it the, the emphasis was on the mood. The emphasis was on the scares. You know it doesn't necessarily need to be high resolution, but with some of those Jallo films, man, all the, all the detail that they put into those, those Jallo sets and the costumes and the, the wardrobes and stuff. Don't you want to see that? Like, don't you want, well, let's, let's put this way. You take a look. It it won't, it won't hurt. It doesn't cost you anything. You go to Jallo realm, you watch eyeball in, in, uh, in 1080 P and tell me what you think, you know,
0: like I'm Oh, sure. the, other,
1: the other one I watched the other night was Strip Nude for Your Killer, which is every time I watch it better than the last time I oh, watched it.
0: <laughs> of course. It's fucking such a great movie. <laughs> is that one, did they redo that too? Well, I think, it, I think there's a Blu-ray of it,
1: so they're all, all, the, all of these have been released on Blu-ray.
0: So. Oh, that's another thing too. Since the last time we did a podcast, I went and looked. There's like five or six fucking shallow podcasts now
1: yeah yeah you know you know and that's the thing that kind of um that was the thing that that kind of slowed me down when I was doing mine because I started doing mine and I wanted it to be specifically related to the website so that I could promote the website and um when you don't have a conversational kind of podcast with more than one person it becomes more scripted and you have to write down all the things you want to say and I was spending so much time like I would I would turn the recorder on and I would do like kind of off the top of my head kind of stream of consciousness talking about the movie and I kind of look at my notes but um, then I'd spend like hours and hours and hours just editing the the audio file taking shit out yeah um, and it was it, it, and then I went and looked to see once I put it out there that you know there were five or six like you said other. Podcasts doing Jalo, and I'm like, eh, I think it's time for me to take a break from this because yeah. um, it was just too much, and uh, I don't know, I got bored, but it wasn't necessarily bored of the movies; it was just bored of the the hoops that you had to jump through to make it work. Yeah, you know? uh, but,
0: uh, I understand, and like those movies, especially Jalo or any. Kind of cult cinema is always better when you're chatting about it. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. Because it's like a lot of these movies aren't like great movies, but at <laughs> the same time, right. <laughs> movies I see now, like I can't fucking watch movies. Like I can barely watch TV shows. Yeah, I get so like I'm like, oh, this is shit. This is crap. This is shit. And then Zoe gets mad because I'm like, he did it, and then like I walk off. And like that's like, God damn it. And like it's just it's such that's shit funny. It's just awful. You ruin it for her every time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just but- we we watched Jaws the other night. Right. Jaws is such a perfect fucking movie. Yeah. And it's because that was made back when people knew how to make shit. And I'm not trying to be all like back in my day, but it's like before (laughs) SD, before even like VHS camcorders, before, you know, HD or 4k or whatever motherfuckers had to go learn how to shoot on film. They had right. to learn aperture. They had to learn how to light things properly. Yep. You had to know how to do these things. Yeah, And ever since, like, I would say, like, the mid-90s, when SD recordings became um, available to the masses, um, just a bunch, and I'm one of them, a bunch of people just went out and started making movies. I mean, there were, like, full-on like Tempe Video, I don't know if you remember those guys, um, Brain Damage Films. Um, there were all these distributors who were just putting out yeah, all of these shit, awful movies with fancy cover art. Right,
1: you know, right, right.
0: Because yep. there was just this huge surge of filmmakers or video makers or whatever.
1: And that's so, all you needed was the cover to, to grab somebody to take yeah. it home and rent it. You know,
0: I mean, there's movies I made that got put out and the cover has no one in the movie on the cover. It has all these <laughs> other people. And it's like something completely different. In right. one of the movies I did, they even like um, pulled out this girl's eyes and made like blood drip down her face on the back to make it look like something interesting happened in the movie. But right. it didn't. Nothing interesting happened in the movie. It was shit. But um, it's just like... <laughs> When you had people who knew how to make things, even when they made shit films, they're right. still really good. And like another example is like Mario Bava um, making Five Dollars for an August Moon.
1: Right, like, right, right. He
0: didn't like that movie. Nobody who worked on it liked that movie. No. But when they shot the um, exterior of the house, it was a glass paint. Like a Matt Payne. Yeah, 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 right. You know, like, they knew how to do that shit, and it still looks good. Yeah. So, it's just, it's
1: frustrating. Yeah, because, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, um, you know, I, I back then, I don't even think they had, like, these film cameras, uh, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of these cameras from the old days that made 35 millimeter films they didn't have auto focus so no. if you were moving the camera around then you needed to make sure that the subject stayed in focus despite the fact that the camera was moving you had to have either somebody really good at it or like maybe a second guy and no, his a, only his only yeah. job was to keep the focus going
0: you know no, like you you would like have to walk through the scenes beforehand and have like a little uh pencil and mark on this like white piece of tape mm. where you're gonna. If the person's gonna move during the shot, or if the camera's gonna move, your second's gonna have to change that focus as they're moving. And right, It's right, either right. gonna work or it's not.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know? Um, but you know, like I, I don't know if you, I don't know
1: if you saw The Irishman. I started watching it a couple days ago. It's funny because I was watching. Two
0: days to watch
1: it. I was watching The Sopranos and. I had been in that kind of that kind of mob mentality of of wanting to watch more of that style of of movie or whatever. And I was out the other day and I was picking up dinner and I'm like, I want to go home and watch Goodfellas because that's such a great movie. And I couldn't find it for free anywhere on all the services that I have. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm not going to spend three dollars to watch Goodfellas. I've seen it three thousand times. Yeah. Yeah. so I'm going through uh, Netflix and I'm like, oh, shit, The Irishman. OK, basically the same idea, same director, same cast. And the one sure, thing that I
0: shelter in it somewhere.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. The mu- The music is in there. It's all, it, reminiscent. Um, the, the first thing that I couldn't like wrap my head around was the CGI now that they're using instead of makeup yeah. for the faces. So, like, you got De Niro, and it starts out where he's in his 80s. And then he's doing a flashback to tell the story. And during the story, there's a flashback. So, like, it's him in his early 60s, and then it's him in his 40s. And they didn't use makeup. Like, they they did this thing with the earliest or the youngest De Niro character where they did some CGI on his eyes. I don't know if they changed his eye color or just the way that his, you know, they tried to make him look younger. They like, they CGI'd out his wrinkles or something. And I read an art, like I'm looking at him going, this doesn't look right. This looks really fucking weird to me. The guy almost looks like, um, uh, Rob, uh John Hamm. It, the top of his head looked like yeah. a guy from, from Mad Men. I'm like, wait a minute, this is fucking weird. So I went and did a, a Google search and there's a quote from Scorsese saying that, you know, eventually, um, The CGI is going to replace the makeup department because they can do just as just as good without, you know, hours and hours of being in the chair. And I'm watching that movie and I'm going, I don't know if it's there yet, because it fucking
0: it looks weird. See, it's not that they're going to replace the makeup artists. They're going to replace the actors. Like, (laughs) yeah, we're we're eventually going to get to a place where new actors won't exist. Yeah. Every movie will have actors from the past. You'll have John Wayne and Tom Cruise in a fucking movie about blowing up a boat. I don't yeah, because fucking...
1: Carrie Fisher's still in those fucking Star Wars movies well, after she I died. That,
0: but did you see that um, new Blade Runner movie? No. There was, um, well, I can't remember, it was like Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford, but they had um, uh, Sean Young... In the movie, but it was Sean Young from the original Blade Runner. Okay. Because she's an android, so she's not going to age.
1: Right, right, right.
0: You know? And um, it's just like, I don't know. I think, like, the one thing COVID did was destroy everything that (laughs) was capable of being destroyed immediately. Because, like, before COVID, I was... I had been for the last like two years, three years, really getting more and more into comic books again and reading right. Batman and detective comics and just the whole Bat family thing. Right. And then, between all the Comics Gate hate bullshit and every horrible fucking thing that's going on, I was getting burnt out. And then, COVID happens, and two weeks later, the whole comic book industry collapses. There's no distribution, there's no nothing. Right. And so now they're, like, slowly coming back and doing, they were doing digital, sort of, and, I I mean, the whole thing's a bunch of bullshit, but I think Hollywood's the same way. Yeah. just like Hitchcock said, like, the the thing that he hates most about making movies is fucking actors. (laughs) It's like, actors are hard work. So if there comes a point where you could have Robert De Niro in a movie and you won't have to listen to him bitch about something, they're (laughs) gonna fucking do it. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. you know like why the yeah. fuck not yeah really
1: <laughs> well now did the I never really got into comics um again after I you know I read them when I was a kid like I read uh, some of the um horror anthologies and stuff, but yeah yeah did they ever make a digital like version of reading comics that was good enough, or do you is it really still about having the book um if you
0: Let me see. What's the best way to answer this? Um, DC and Marvel both have an app that has an enormous amount of comics on that you could look at. And, um, I don't know if the Marvel app does, but the DC has some that you could look at for free. Right. So if you wanted to take a look at them and just see what you think, but if you're
1: looking at them like on your phone, for example, yeah. Um, you probably have to like pinch in and zoom in to like the individual well, frames, right? This
0: is where it gets weird because sometimes, and I I think it's it varies on which book it is, but you'll open up like the page, and instead of showing you the whole page, it'll just go to what panel that it thinks you should be looking at next. Okay, and that's kind of fucking annoying. Yeah. And then us- usually at the beginning or the end of the page, it'll show you the whole page to get right, like, right. the whole thing. Um, but I think they're really close to getting to a point to where um, digital comics, it's not ever going to like take over. I think if they get comics out of comic book shops and back into seven 11s and Wawas, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Um, that's how you save comics, but, um, yeah, digital, um, if they could get the digital working a little bit better and then bring the price point down, because right now digital comics costs as much as the physical comic, which is fucking stupid. Yes. Or you could just fucking go to pirate Bay and download. Right. That is
1: stupid. I mean, I could, I guess I could see it better served if you had a pretty large iPad. Um, because that might basically yeah. be the same size as the book you're holding. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I remember, and it's been a while since I read a comic book, but I remember that a lot of times, the page would sometimes have graphics that span multiple
0: panels. Yeah, exactly.
1: To like give you an idea of what the hell is going
0: on. So. Yep. And that is when shit gets weird. Yeah. But if like I have a. Um, like I read a lot of comics on my computer and I have a iPad mini and I don't even use the iPad mini. I just read them on my computer more than, right. anything. um, I've tried reading them on my phone, but it's just kind of small.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, uh, I still, um, like the Kindle for books cause it's a different kind of a screen. It doesn't give me yeah. that like headache from the,
0: the, the... paper white one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nice but, shit,
1: but uh, I don't know, man. It's like getting back to the, you know, the 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 topic of
0: Jalo. I think it's like, I mean, if Edwidge isn't involved, like, why watch it? Right? <laughs> I, I read that book. Why look at that comic? Why watch the Irishman?
1: Yeah, I mean, and I haven't finished it. That's the
0: thing. Like, yeah, because it's like seventy-two hours long, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's really only three and a half, but you would think that it was longer because the pacing, you know, if you're familiar with, if, if you're familiar with Casino or Goodfellas, the pacing in those movies, is, they were really fast.
0: Casino is where you should begin and stop. Because, right? <laughs> like, if, if you want to watch a movie where old Robert De Niro is telling a story, just watch Casino. Right. It's way more fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But you don't notice that that movie's over two hours long, and this one's three and a half. I'm like, okay, I understand. And it gets started, and they're introducing all the characters, and they're showing all this, and they're establishing like who the people are and where the, where the crime syndicate is and stuff. And it's really cool. And then after about the first ninety minutes, it starts to slow down, and we start to get into Jimmy Hoffa and the Teamsters, and um, it gets really slow really quickly, and I Didn't fell he asleep.
0: did make that movie? What Did the Hoff- he make Hoffa?
1: There was a Hoffa movie, wasn't there?
0: Yeah, with um, Nicholson and um, Short Guy. DeVito.
1: Yeah, yeah, but this one is Pacino plays Hoffa. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's an all-star cast. And that's the other thing, man. That's the other thing that, that was driving me crazy when I was watching this. I'm going, look, I'm watching a movie directed by Scorsese. It stars de niro pesci and pacino and there's a ton of other like people that you've seen in these other movies and the soundtracks they probably had to pay tons and i'm thinking this fucking thing went straight to netflix yeah and i can't even imagine what the budget must have been and and it just goes to show you how much cash people are making from this subscription model of services now it's like it's, it's insane how much money is being made with this stuff. I mean, Netflix is obviously top of the food chain, but even these shitheads that go on YouTube and get subscribers, yeah. they're making like, you know, they're making 10,000 a month sometimes, maybe a hundred thousand a month. It's, it's, and they don't do anything except, you know, they run shit over with their car in slow motion and, and then everybody goes, Whoa, you know, yeah, let's go get some, uh, let's go get some swizzle sticks. Let's go get some of those, uh. <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't know the one the
1: one that my kids watch. I, I forget which one it is, but
0: what Unis Honest?
1: No, there's some other one where they they Mark went to the store I and heard. bought a bunch of shit and and then and then they put it behind like the wheel of this SUV and they run it over to see how it smashes. And I'm like, that, this fucking thing! Sense? This thing has two and a half million views.
0: <laughs> I shouldn't know all of this stuff that I'm. <laughs> <enough. laughs> What else? I mean, you
1: got to stay current, you know, come on. Yeah. I'm but super- the, other, the other thing that happened to me was I was watching this um, documentary on, again, on the Jalo Realm YouTube. It was a, it's a, it's a full 90 minute documentary on Jalo called uh, Yellow Fever. I don't know if you ever saw it. Uh that sounds really familiar. I think it came as a in a package with a with a with a blu-ray release of, of a movie. Um and I watched it and you know the 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 typical uh, experts because you know it, when you're talking about giallo experts I mean if you take you and me out of it um and there's maybe no a few other that. people there's only <laughs> about five more people. So the, the one guy who wrote that book called um uh, oh, I can't remember. The one book. Uh, oh, wait. Not the I, book or the Argento book? No, there was a book by Mikhail Coven called uh, La Dolce Morte. It was like a yeah. very academic that
0: book's job. Great. Like,
1: he's in it. And um, Maitland McDonough, who did a lot of uh, Argento stuff, and um, Alan Jones, I think he's an Argento guy. Um, they're all in it. And um, So just because it, we didn't write a book about it, we didn't get asked? We didn't get asked to be in. Right, exactly. They should have gone back and listened to our podcasts. They would have known better. But um, the thing that bothered me about the documentary is that um, it turned into an Argento documentary, which kind of pissed me off. Like, there's lots of Argento documentaries. Um, and, and Argento is great. Right, so that's fantastic. If but you want he's to do an gentle documentary.
0: He's an outlier. Yeah, of, of course. What the jello films were. So if you want to know what the jello films were, he would be the last person you would have a documentary about.
1: Well, I mean, the way that the documentary starts, they start with the origins, like you know, like everybody does, talking about the Mondadori books and everything, and then they talk about um, <clears throat> Blood and Black Lace and Bird with the Crystal Plumage as you know the beginning of the movement. But then when they get to 1975 and the majority of the films stopped being made, instead of focusing on where did the genre go from there, they just focused on Argento. And yeah. then they talked, they talked about Tenebrae and they talked about opera and they oh. talked about all the stuff that he did after that, oh. which is fine oh. if you want to no. throw that stuff in. But they oh. spent at least a half an hour on just Argento stuff. And it kind of pissed me off. And I'm like. What happened to, I mean, they didn't spend enough time talking about Sergio Martino. They didn't spend enough time. I mean, they, they barely mentioned Lucio Fulci, and he is some of the best, uh, some of the best jolly out there.
0: Uh, arguable. Uh,
1: uh, <laughs> and then, uh, And then the best one is every every once in a while they get Lindsay on, and Lindsay's like, I taught Argento everything he knows. I was just going to say, he's like, (laughs) I did everything. He's the best, man. He's my favorite guy in the whole documentary because he's like, fuck these
0: assholes. (laughs) He made like maybe 10 or 15 movies in the genre in between Blood and Black Lace and Bird. Yeah, he he did. He,
1: he, He made a bunch.
0: Yep. Like, what? Like, how do you just skip that and then have him still come on? Oh yeah, I taught him everything he knows. Yeah, I mean they, they didn't the ta- they did? didn't
1: talk much about Lindsay in the beginning. They just talked about how Lindsay, you
0: know, they interviewed
1: Lindsay and they're like, okay, you know, uh, Birds. He, he says, you know, Bird is a really great movie, and then the other the other Jolly that came out, you know, blah blah blah. But they they made a point to say that you know Lindsay's stuff was uh a little bit different in style like it it wasn't as fast paced it was more um it was
0: more 60s oriented it was more yeah, like that's what it was it was yeah. the jet set fucking like James Bond thriller right you know? like it was like hey let's go for a drive along this coast for the next 10 minutes and maybe yeah. have a conversation
1: <laughs> hey take
0: your shirt <laughs> off hot you know like
1: ah <laughs> But those, See, the those conversations in those films that start in the middle of the day in one particular location oh and, and cut
0: mid-sentence and it's nighttime and they're somewhere else. I swear <laughs> to God, Black Valley, triantula has the best one of those. Because, like, <laughs> they're on, like, different fucking continents by the next sentence. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> like, where are you guys fucking going? Right. Oh. But, like... That's the art, you know. That's the again. This is something that people who know how to do shit do, and this right. goes back to that whole thing, like just journeyman filmmakers <laughs> who were making sword and sandal movies, then making spaghetti westerns, then making shelly, right. then making Polizio Tetska or however you say it, yep. and then just going to TV, you know, like. Yep. The only reason why Argento was still known is because he was still making movies, right? Because all the other dudes were doing like sitcoms and fucking sex comedies. Yeah, for, they
1: were going where the money was, you know. Yeah, they we, wanted they wanted to they wanted to uh, they wanted to keep working. You know, they didn't have they, the
0: Argento wanted to be Hitchcock. That's right. That's the bottom line. Right. And he had uh, in the beginning, he had. Um,
1: the financing from his dad so he could do whatever he wanted. He could make all the choices. And then, you know, the, the part in the documentary that, that I remember, you know, them talking about was that when they got to, I think it was Inferno, um, that it cost him a lot of money and it didn't make a lot of money. And so there was no interest in him doing a third in that trilogy after Inferno. So he did Suspiria, inferno and then eventually they made the mother of tears whatever that was in in the i don't know when that came out after 2000 maybe oh really that late yeah oh shit but he had apparently written the script for it but then like the whole thing like they talk about the symbolism of the woman who plays in inferno the woman who plays the mother of tears like she makes a cameo in the uh in the classroom like the the protagonist in inferno i forget what his name is he goes to this university where they're listening to opera and it's like a, it's like a you know it's like a critical classical music course and the window's open and this wind comes in and the guy looks to his left and there's this like this gorgeous woman with this cat and she's got this fur coat on and she looks like a ghost and she's supposed to be the mother of tears because in uh, let me see if i get this right so the mother of The mother of size, and it's not S I Z E, but it's uh, size. She's from Germany. She's the Suspiria witch. And then the mother of darkness is Mater Tenebrarum, mother of shadow. She's in New York, and that's the Inferno movie. But there's still the Rome mother, and she's the mother of uh, mother of tears, right? So in Inferno, they're focused on the New York witch or mother, but for a brief moment, there's a guy in, in, in Italy who's part of the movie, and he runs into her. So anyway, the next movie that Argento makes, the same actress that played this mother of tears, who made a cameo in Inferno, gets killed. She's the first one that gets killed in Tenebrae. She steals the, the book from, yeah. uh, from, from the, uh, the department store. And so everybody's talking about how that's Argento's symbolism for saying that he was never going to finish the trilogy cuz he killed off the he killed off the woman who represented the mother of tears in his next movie or something like that. So I don't know. It's kind of you know, well, the, the question the question is did Argento put that idea out there for people to digest or did people just just come up with that idea on their
0: own like he put that together himself? Yeah. But when it like correct me if I'm wrong, but when Suspiria and Inferno came out, like, I mean, again, I I don't even think I was born yet when they came out. But no, Suspiria came, was uh,
1: seventy seventy eight,
0: seven, seventy eight, and then yeah, and then Inferno was nineteen eighty, I think. What was Tenebrae eighty two? Yeah,
1: 81, okay. 82.
0: Well, here's the thing, because like none of us knew. When we were watching those movies on video, that they were connected. None Correct. of us knew that there was a trilogy being planned. So, if he killed the chick off in the beginning of Tenebrae, what my guess is was that he was originally going to do the third movie before Tenebrae. Right. And something happened and it got shut down. Right. And he probably dug that chick. And said, like, you're pretty cool, you know, let's have you um, come in here. I have a part for you in this. Right. Um, um, I don't know. Yeah,
1: because he filmed filmed her in Inferno, so he's clearly going to try to use her again for
0: the third movie. But, like, in Tenebrae, didn't he blow the head off of his um, ex-wife?
1: No, not in Tenebrae. In uh, opera, I think. You mean the, the, the bullet through the peephole? Yeah, that's opera, right? Yeah, that was opera, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was so, that was his ex-wife. Yeah.
0: But I mean, I think a lot of those things are for him. They're not for us because before the internet, unless he came out and said in Fangoria, "Hey, I hate my ex-wife, so I put a bullet through her head <laughs> in my <ex-wife." laughs> Right. You know? Like it's more for him. But it, to argue more, Suspiria, Inferno, and Mother of Tears, those aren't Jalo movies no as much as i like them they're not so
1: there's one there's one guy on on the documentary who argues that suspiria could be considered a Jalo simply because there's a little bit of a mystery involved like you 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 kind of know that the women who are running this ballet dance academy are weird and evil but you're not really sure and then there's that that thing that Argento always does where something happens in the beginning and then the character replays it in their mind over and over again. Yeah. And with
0: Suspiria, it's turning the iris to open up the secret passage. just the thing. Like, in every single one of Argento's movies, he does the same fucking thing. And you, of all fucking people, know this because you made a whole fucking website based on all the fucking things he does in every fucking movie. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like... To keep sucking this guy's dick, the only reason why his <laughs> movies looked good and were like just so vivid was because of the cinematographer he was using when he had the money to pay him. What his daddy should have fucking done when he brought Inferno to him, he said, yeah, this is cool, we're not putting a fucking room underwater. Like we're not gonna fucking pay for that you have to figure out another way to fucking do that but i thought that was a cool scene though it is it's like my favorite scene in the whole movie but (laughs) if you're talking about a movie that costs too much to make and didn't make any money right like you cut that shit out and the movie probably would have been okay as far as like how much to make on something so yeah suspiria opera um Uh, Inferno, all these movies where you have somebody in a place that's kind of foreign to them and they're very artistic in some way and they're confused because they see something and they have to keep thinking about it because, God, maybe there's a clue there somewhere. Oh, man. (laughs) geez, It's like the same fucking story over and over again. Right. Argento, I'm not going to say he's a hack, but I sat and watched almost every movie that he put out in the 90s. Okay? Right. Let's just leave it at that. (laughs) You're not saying
1: that he's a hack. No. you watched all his movies. I would never
0: say he's a hack. (laughs) But. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, I even kind of liked Jalo. And I think I'm the only person on the planet who didn't hate that movie. I never saw it,
1: actually. So. Which is, which is funny. I never they actually saw it. Did talk about
0: that great flick in that documentary about how awesome Dario Gento's penis is?
1: No. no, they oh,
0: did Weird. No. <sighs>
1: no, but I mean, like, you know, the documentary that was my problem with it. As much as I like Argento and as much as he was, like, you know, uh, my gateway drug into Jolly, um, I wanted to hear more about Jolly. You know, I wanted to yeah. hear more about I, I like uh, I like all of the you know the historical context that surrounds the Jalo film and what it was like making it during that time and what it was like to go see them and what was the what, what was the um, you know this the the general atmosphere uh, of the of
0: the audience. And, you know, the moviegoer. Well, let me explain something to you. Let me me, um, tell you about a conversation I just had with somebody. Um, I won't say it was my ex-wife, but my ex-wife remarried this guy from Italy. And they have been locked down in France for months. Right. Because that's where they were when everything shut down. Gotcha. And so she called me one day, and um, we were just talking about stuff. I'm like, "Oh, he's from Italy. Wow." And I'm like, "What does he think of like Jalo films and shit? You know, does he like, does he dig Edwidge and stuff like that? Like, is he into like Martino films and stuff?" He gets (laughs) on the phone. He's like, "What are you talking about? Yeah, never heard of it." I'm like, "Do you know Edwidge Fennec? Like, she's like the the hottest thing that ever walked." And he's like. And he starts cracking up. He's like, No one in Italy gives two shits about her. And right. I'm like, That's too bad because she, she's hot. He's <laughs> like, I've never heard anybody say that. I'm like, Okay, have you seen Eyeball? Do you know Umberto Legzi you like Sergio Martino? And I start he's like, Some of these names sound familiar, but no one in Italy watches that. No. And it's like, Well, what the fuck are you watching? Like What are they watching? People- they're probably watching reruns of that '70s show or something, right? <laughs> or the Irishman. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so that like broke my heart. I yeah. was just, oh, that's awful. Well, it's a big country.
1: You know, you might find <laughs> another person who likes who likes Jolly that comes from Italy. And how old is this guy?
0: Um, probably mid thirties.
1: Yeah. So there you go. Fuck that. He's a kid. What does he
0: know? You gotta, you gotta, if you Uh, talk
1: to somebody, we
0: don't even have an audience again. And (laughs) you just fucking like cut half of it off.
1: You can just say, okay, boomer. That's what my kids love to say to (laughs) me. Okay. Boomer. I'm like, guys, I'm a Gen Xer. I'm not a boomer. Come on. I was born in 73. Come on. Give me a break.
0: Dude, Um, people were afraid of us in the nineties. I don't
1: know how to help with that. Here are other things you can try.
0: I wasn't talking to you, Google. Google. I don't know how to help
1: with that. <laughs> uh yeah. yeah you my, said my, okay boomer, so Google came on. I get, yeah, I because I said okay boomer. No, it didn't work again.
0: Okay. Uh-huh. It's cause you're not in Cincinnati. Oh, there's a joke. <laughs> so um
1: <laughs> but I would think that if you got somebody that was
0: what, in their 60s?
1: Yeah, I would say, like, late 50s, early 60s who grew up in Italy. Um, well, I guess they would be little kids when these things came out, right? So, I don't know. I, I would just, you know, I would love to I would love to hear from somebody who was alive when these things were... Like, because I I, I I, ask my dad all the time, like, what, what were you up to when Sgt. Pepper came out? Like, now here, it's just a normal day, you're driving around in your car, the radio's on and they say, here's a new song from that band, the Beatles. And Sergeant Pepper comes out, you know, like, wh- what was it like to be alive in a time where the Beatles were a band that were putting out new music still, you know, um, it's the same thing. Like, I'd love to know what it was like for, uh, and we, we had that guy who, who sometimes contributed to our podcast. Ow. Al, yeah, and he was he was from Italy, and he he uh, I forget what I forget what he was saying, but you know there was there was still some sort of um, connection to those old movies that some of the folks in
0: Italy have, um, but I don't know. Um, oh man, but yeah, So, like, what are we doing? Are we gonna do a podcast? Like, is that what this was? Are, are you gonna- <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I how can I, you put I, it up? Can you put it up on the Facebook group? Yeah, I mean, I I
1: can I can take this whole thing and and do something with it. The the the, the big questions, I guess the, the the biggest questions is that is this a Jallo podcast? Are we going to be watching a movie and talking about it? Is it uh, not just Jallo? Is it uh, does it have a name? Um, do we want to think about that for now? Um, do we want to just kind of uh, say, uh, hey, let's let's both watch the same movie, and next time we talk, we'll talk about it. Or
0: ciao, ciao, everyone. So <laughs> uh, do, why don't we do this? Let's ask anyone who still gives two shits about the group, like if they have any ideas of just topics we can talk about if they want us to just review movies, if they want us to listen to soundtracks, if they want us to, um, just like pick an actor or watch a bunch of trailers or, um, like I'm going to watch that documentary now that you brought that up. Yeah. Because it sounds like something that'll send me into an absolute fucking rage. <laughs> so, um, <hopefully laughs> if we get together again, um, within a relative amount of time. Um, like, I could bitch about that for a while. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, and and you know, maybe um when you watch it, you'll be like, I don't think they spent that much time on Argento. I think it
0: was all right. but uh, I think that's... more than 30 seconds is probably... Because, <laughs> like, Bird was good, Deep Red was good. Um, Cat of Ninetales was fun, but... yeah wise. i mean we're gonna argue about that till the day we both die (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: true that's true we will we 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 are towards the end of our original run we were we were gonna do the um redemption Redemption tour tour. yeah (laughs) we brought back a movie that i hated and vice versa um
0: did we do any of those
1: I think we might have I think we might have done one of them I have to go back and look. The question is are those are those podcasts I mean if you go into iTunes I'm sure they still show up but I don't think if you if you tap on it if the hosting has been pulled then the audio file it won't it won't respond. Yeah, I'm
0: pretty think. sure those are in the ether. Yeah, um, unless I could find them. Yeah, that sucks. There was a long time when I was saving everything I ever recorded. So I'm sure there is a hard drive somewhere with at least the first half of the Jalo podcast that we did. You know, like maybe one through 40 or something like that. Um, Or 45, like... I don't know. Like, I'm trying to, what did we get up to? Like, 72 or something like that?
1: Yeah, I'm just, I'm actually looking at it right now, believe it or not. Um, no, 71 was the sweet body of Deborah. was our last one. And if I click play on it, it starts and then it stops. Because <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no file to load. But the, the 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 silver lining is that the ones that we did on video are still on YouTube. Oh well, there you go. I mean, um, I'm How looking at we do. Well, I'm looking at the Creep Creeperson YouTube channel. Let's see if that's still there. And I, I have to figure out. Oh, there we go. Chow, Chow, assholes. <laughs> <Welcome>. <laughs> <This is> <laughs> assholes. Chow, <laughs> Chow, <Ciao, laughs> assholes. That was number forty-two. So that's the other thing that sucks, right? Um, fucking YouTube took took down. Hangouts, the Google Hangouts.
0: Yeah, that sucks. That was the stupidest fucking
1: thing they could have done. And so now, like, you gotta you gotta jump through a huge amount of hoops
0: if you want to do the video version of shit. So that's that. So yeah, let's have everyone say like, "Hey, we would like." I mean, even if it's like, "Hey, can you rewatch all the movies that you watched before and talk about them now?" (laughs) Like or um watch a bunch of Pam Greer movies like i don't care like right right if, like i just want something just give that us something to do is cool like pre 1980 right you know like
1: yeah i agree i mean it would be awesome to like watch some police police procedural movies cuz oh, yeah. i've never watched those it would be cool to watch creamy movies um but maybe what we'll do is like for next time Let's both watch that Yellow Fever documentary. Oh fuck yeah! And we could talk about that because basically they bring up—I mean, they—they they, they name drop—you know—just about every movie that we've already talked about. Um, but yeah, go on to um, look. Just just search for Giallo Realm on YouTube, and you'll find the you'll find the uh, the page. It's uh, the thumbnail is that scene from The Seducers with Edwidge. And the blonde chick and the other chick that I like. And they're Look all together in the... Here. They're, they're all, like, together and they're putting makeup on her and stuff. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, you remember yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thumbnail. And if you go to videos, um, I think he's got, let's see. The first so, one he put up was Case of the Bloody Iris. Um, and then there's Torso, So Sweet, So Dead, Stripped Nude, Fifth Chord, Iguana with the Tongue of Fire. I mean, there's a, there's a shit ton of jolly on here yeah. <clears throat> that can keep you busy i'll mention to uh this guy brian that we've been that you know that we've been looking at his uh youtube channel because like it's he he, you know the the videos are top notch as far as quality goes and they're all in english
0: which is helpful yeah because whenever i do find something on youtube it's usually in italian yeah all right well cool man um yeah that was fun i enjoyed it all right brother all right take care
1: i'll talk to you soon
0: Later.